the future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call. It is Monday, November 7th, 2022. Yes, that is the question on this election day eve. Where are all my people? We put out the people call. The question is, will they show? <laughs> yes, indeed. Welcome to Raging Chicken's Out to Coop Live. This is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. On Out to Coop Live, we talk to progressives, activists, and troublemakers of all sorts right from our own backyards from across the country. And tonight, the stakes couldn't be higher on election eve, these midterms. Yes, indeed. So tonight we're going to do a little kind of preview, hear what's on your mind, talk a little, see where things are, get a sense of the room, so to speak. And then uh, this Friday, you can also join us uh, as usual for our Friday Politics Roundup, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. You can also check out our once or twice monthly The Wednesday Show with Cyril Michaleko. Uh Cyril, of course, is the editor-in-chief of the Bucks County Beacon. And, uh, you know, we try to get together once in a while to drill down into Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and international politics. You can get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You can help support this show by becoming a patron for as little as 5 bucks a month. Simply head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress. You can help out the show right now by heading over to our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you'll know every time we go live. And if you're a podcast listener, wherever you get your podcasts, you get them on kind of Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you get a podcatcher that you use, you use Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're going to find them. Make sure you leave us that five-star review. Like, let people know what you like about the show. The more that you give us those reviews, you like this stream, that helps other people find this show, right? And, you know, support the amazing work that people in our communities are doing. For more PA Progressive Talk, tune in to the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern on his YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook. Well, look, wherever you find your streams, you're going to find Rick. Head on over to the ricksmithshow.com for the latest across all his platforms. And as election season comes to a close... Man, good time to catch up on every last episode of the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast. The amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind this podcast, Rock the House. And they know where the bodies are buried. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at, at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And subscribe to their podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. And for all you gamers out there, excuse me, man, I don't know what's going on with me tonight. Uh, for all you gamers out there, head on out and check out the Game In. The Game In with two ends. The Game In is a Quaker Town-based, Black family-owned gaming store. They're friends of the show. They've got everything for Retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, walls of Funko Pops, and kids get discounts when they get A's on the report card. You can't beat that. Check them out on their Facebook page. Follow them on Twitter at the Game In. That's with two ends. If you got a question about a game or you're looking for something hard to get, shoot them a message or drop them an email at thegameinpa at gmail.com. 
Sorry about that, Emily. <laughs> Clock touching, yeah. Indeed. Uh, special shout-out goes to Jonathan Mann, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at, at Song of Day Man. That's at Song of Day Man on Twitter. And look, don't let Paul Martino and his oligarch friends buy our schools and push extremist politics in our community. Raging Chicken has teamed up with Levelfield to launch a truly community-rooted pack to invest in organizing, supporting local and statewide progressive candidates, and unmasking the toxic organizations injecting our communities with right-wing extremism. We're putting small-dollar donations to work to beat back the power of big money. You get more information and drop your donation at ragingchicken.levelfield.net. And look, tomorrow's election day. After Election Day, we got to get back to the organizing in our communities, focus on what's happening in our school boards and the kind of like completely oversized influence that a few big billionaires are having on everything from our school curriculum to the safety to our children. Uh, we got to make sure that we got to beat that back. So on today's show... Yes, it is Election Day Eve, and that is pretty much what we're going to be talking about tonight. I'm really curious to hear what's going on in your mind, what's been happening in your neck of the woods. Um, You know, I know people have been uh, doing a ton of work. I say, here I go, here I go again. I don't know what my problem is. Uh, I know what my problem is. Um, I'm I'm tired, I'm exhausted. That's what my problem is. Um, I happen to have a, uh, a, a well-timed or that's, I'm being very sarcastic, uh, very not well-timed, uh, sickness grabbed me last week. So, uh, I got a, a nasty fever, um, on Thursday that kind of sidelined me for a couple days and it kind of then went to a bunch of doctor's visits. It was basically a recurrence of this kind of, I don't know, crazy thing that I got over the summer, which is still kind of unclear what all the stuff that was going on. And so whatever. So, you know, it's been uh, it's been uh, just a bit of well, whatever, uh, a weird kind of close out to the lead up to this weekend. But fortunately, uh, lots of folks in our community did not get sidelined this weekend. Um, the pictures were rolling across social media. Amazing work being done by the Gwen Stoltz campaign folks. Uh, saw them kind of like uh, out and about um, when I was kind of dropping off um, some. I was dropping off something, going picking up a prescription, shooting to the store to pick up some groceries. Uh, I saw folks out there uh, with you know the Gwen Stoltz team is uh, doing a bang up job in our community. Um, everywhere I go, as I head north out of my town, I see the signs for Jim Miller in the 145th. Gwen Stoltz is in the 143rd. I see signs for Jim Miller in the 145th. Um, you know, I was just talking to uh, a guy who lives on, around the corner of me. I um, uh, saw him today and start walking my dog, but they just start talking to each other. And, uh, you know, there's this level of concern. And um, there's this level of concern that's out there. And, uh, the one thing I do have to say is, you know, there's been, you know, people out there campaigning for progressive candidates, for Democrats in ways that I have never seen before. And um, you've heard the complaint. If you listen to the show for any length of time, you've heard this complaint um, coming from this sector for quite some time that uh, there has just not been the on the ground organizing happening in our communities. Now, that changed dramatically with, uh, you know, the extreme, the extremists invading, invading our, our uh, school boards that really began turning things around. 
more people got involved. And it wasn't, of course, here just in Bucks County. It was happening in Berks County. It was happening in Lehigh County. It was you know, it was happening all over the state and across the country. I mean, this is part of a right wing right wing strategy, as we've, you know, had folks on the show to kind of unpack and to show and to kind of say this is what's going on. Um, but, you know, and at least in my neck of the woods, um, you know, where the Democrats had traditionally just kind of abandoned things and just said, oh, well, I've done the whole lot we could do there. Um, you know, parents and community groups and local chapters of uh, local Democratic Party chapters, uh, you know, Democratic Party clubs, <laughs> you know, really groups of Democrats. They just happen to know each other getting together to do this organizing. They've been showing up and doing a bang up job. You've got, um, you know, and, uh, and some of that is, you know, to do with the candidates. Um you know, I have been nothing but impressed with the work that Gwen Stoltz has been doing. Um, she is really a tremendous candidate. And um, I think that if anybody has got a shot to win in the 143rd, it's her um, and her team who are just absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, it's 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 refreshing uh, to have a candidate who's really homegrown. Right. You know, somebody that wasn't just, you know, tapped, you know, on the shoulder from some kind of Democratic Party consultant group, but has actually kind of been working um, in party politics for quite some time, is rooted in the community, has her kids in the community, works in the community, um, and uh, is not afraid to say that she's going to stand up for her community, you know, um, stand up for, you know, kind of basic, you know, bodily autonomy for women, for example. I mean, to stand up for against the extremism in our schools um, and not be afraid to talk about it. Um, and at the same time, you know, being firmly committed at, at really what it seems to me at her core um, to doing the best job possible um, for all of us. You know, I mean, she's an outstanding candidate and it's just uh, I, I am I am really, really have got my fingers crossed for her. Um, Jim Miller's been, you know, starting from, hey, wait, nobody's running in this community. What are you kidding me? And jumping in the campaign, doing a writing campaign to get on the ballot and then winning that and uh, going on to run an amazing campaign. So that's all good. You know, the other thing that, you know, we had Mark Pinsley on the show before and Mark Pinsley, of course, is running in the PA Senate District, the 16th uh, Senate District. Um, which, uh, you know, used to be just up in kind of Lehigh County, but now kind of dips down into my neck of the woods down in Bucks County. Um, and, you know, Mark Pinsley has been doing a bang up job as a Lehigh, you know, as a Lehigh County commissioner. Um, they saved like $7 million. Um, they saved taxpayers for basically finding out like, oh, my God, we're getting ripped off by our medical insurance provider. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to rebid the contract and we're going to save people money. Everything from like that, this kind of this kind of corporate bloat that was kind of milking taxpayers dry. You know, Pinsley's done the job. Um, and he's going up against this guy, Jared Coleman, who's, you know, another one of these Jeffrey Yass billionaire backed uh, school board extremist, you know, found his way onto the Parkland school board to make a name of himself, to be disruptive up there. Um, you know, his basically his sole funder, you know, practically speaking, is uh, is Jeffrey Yass and Jeffrey Yass's associated organizations. So. This is kind of what we've uh, um, what we've got to do. Emily says, yeah, got to get out the vote for Jim Miller tonight. Um, yep. Uh, get out the vote call for Jim Miller tonight. That's fantastic, uh, Emily. Um, Mark Pinsley has ads on YouTube. Yes, he does. I got to actually call for Mark Pinsley's campaign uh, earlier today and yesterday. 
Um, you know, I, it's just been, it's been really good to see. Um, and here we are, you know, I mean, it's, it's decision time. There is nothing more to do, but just kind of get out the vote. Um, and, um, I'll make another confession if, you know, first confession was like, whatever, I got ill and I'm exhausted from it. But the first one is that the second one is that, uh, I had to turn off uh, some kind of social media over the past couple of days just because I, I just I needed the 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 spin factor has been so kind of off the charts that I needed just to kind of like read. So I just I, you know, read articles and I just kind of uh, read news sources and things like this. But not the back and forth on social media. Um, and you know, that was a good break. Um, but as I'm kind of, you know, getting ready to spend the day tomorrow at my poll at my polling place, um, you know, I just, you know, take a dip back into the news and, you know, it's, it's thing. I, I just got, you know, Kim Kelly, she's, uh, she does a uh, fantastic book. She's you know, actually got her book right next to me right here. In my, my thing, it's a uh, fight like hell. Um, her book is right next to, uh, I can say who sits on my desk. It's Kim Kelly, right? It is Daisy Pickin. It is uh, the Anglers. This is an uprising, right? And uh, last one, smoking typewriters. How about that? <laughs> right? So if you want to know, I don't even know why I'm showing all this up, but that's what I'm doing. But anyways, Kim Kelly, um, you know, I, I did check into Twitter today, and she uh, said, you know what? I uh, I requested a mail-in ballot, got concerned about it, went down to City Hall to get it fixed and saw this, and this is what I saw. And she posted a picture of, you know, these huge lines outside of City Hall because there's been, you know, these back-and-forth lawsuits over whether they're going to count the ballots um, that are, 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 are dated incorrectly or they're not signed on the outside envelope or, you know, things like this. And... Um, you know, a court stepped in and said, no, you can count them or they can get fixed there. And now you got like, you know, different counties that are calling um, people who've sent in their mail-in ballots and say, hey, look, there's a problem. You didn't do X, Y, or and Z that you can come down here, show proof of identification and all that kind of stuff. And you can fix your ballot, right, to make sure it gets counted. Um, and then that's been back and forth in terms of legal ballots, our old legal battles, Um and tonight, the, uh, you know, Philly voters were lined up at City Hall to get their make sure their ballots got fixed. Um, and they had to shut the doors and they had to kind of say, well, you got to come back tomorrow. You know, um, it's it's pretty nasty. And, um, you know, if you look at some of the people that were making um, errors, apparently on their ballot, you know, it included people like, oh, I don't know, Comcast CEO Brian Roberts. Right. So you're not talking about just Democrats, right? You're talking about, um, you know, people from across the spectrum who made some kind of like diddly little error. Like, you know, even though you get a postmark on your thing, a postmark on your ballot, um, or it's got to be put in a Dropbox before Election Day, you still got to go through, jump through all these tiny little hoops. And if there's one of those things wrong, they're saying the Republicans have been arguing that, no, you shouldn't count that. And that's been back and forth into the, into the um um, the courts. Now you got the Fetterman campaign today is now suing or put together a lawsuit. And I guess if I read this correctly, um, they were successful um, in that lawsuit to basically make sure that um, I'm going to try to make sure I'm getting this right. Um, 
was successful in making sure that um, people are going to be able to get their ballots fixed ahead of the end of um, tomorrow. But, you know, it's like it's all over the place. And, you know, you got to you got to say, you know, this is the strategy, right? I mean, the strategy is to make it as chaotic as possible. So people throw up their hands and are like, the, you know, the whole system is messed up. And so I'm just not going to participate. Well, you know, this is like one of these. Uh, this is like one of these moments where you're like, yeah, I'm that's just not good enough this time around. Now, there is like no there is no like room for luxury at this point. Right. And because right now we've already seen, you know, kind of women, you know, bodily autonomy ripped away from them this summer through the Supreme Court decisions. We've seen that, you know, that the the right wing is willing to kind of like pursue every kind of voter disenfranchisement mechanism they can, both direct and indirect, in order to kind of um, usher in one party rule. In, you know, in, in a two stage move, right? Stage number one is this midterms, which is to take over the the House and the Senate. And uh, step, step two is 2024. Uh, or I should also say part of step one is also take over state houses, take over, um, um, increase the uh, number of uh, right wing extremists in the state legislators. Um, then in step two is to, um, you know, elect a, you know, an extremist in the president of the United States to the point where we're not going to, you know, it'll be like effectively one party rule. And, you know, there's so much at stake, you know, there's just so much at stake. And um, I don't know about you, but I don't really have a good sense one way or the other where things go. You know, if I look at the polls right right now, say, for example, you've got um, like real clear politics. If you look at the average of the polls, uh, they're looking at um, they're calling it a toss up. Um, in the PA Senate race between uh, Oz and Fetterman. Now, Fetterman was, you know, had a huge lead on Oz until two things happened. Number one, he had a stroke, right? But look, having a stroke by itself, that doesn't account for anything. It's what the other side does with that, right? And of course, they've taken that and they've kind of manipulated it. They used all their, you know, scare politics they possibly could in order to try to um, say Fetterman's not unfit for the job, even though all his doctors say otherwise. But then the other side of it is just like it's a blitz of uh, just like bottomless pockets um, of negative advertising and an entire media infrastructure that doesn't need mainstream media in order to reach its base voters, in order to keep them uh, ramped up. Right. So, you know, you got Fetterman, who was, you know, looked like he was uh, in a very comfortable position. Now he's down to. You know, technically, if you look at the uh, Real Clear Politics average in their polls, it's got Oz in a in a plus point one percent. But that doesn't I mean, that's so far within the margin of errors of the polls. It doesn't kind of necessarily mean anything. The only thing that is, I think, significant about that is is the direction. Right. I mean, it's the, the momentum move. You've seen the kind of like Oz consistently go up in the polls and Fetterman kind of losing ground. And that's uh, and that's a real problem. I mean, Fetterman is clearly the better candidate here. I mean, Fetterman is clearly has, I mean, everything from experience to his agenda to his record. Now, look, 
you know, there may be people who kind of like aren't huge fans of everything John Fetterman does, but like, damn it, people, <laughs> you know, he's like, it's not about finding the perfect person. I mean, it's fine. I mean, look, John Fetterman in the in the U.S. Senate, it would be better than any like PA senator we've had in ages. Right. And matter of fact, better than most senators that are currently in office, Democrats included. So, like, if you know. It's not we're not making wishes here. We're kind of like this is this is about. At the very best, at the very least, it's about a politics of defense is we need to defend the backsliding. I mean, we need to defend what's left of women's rights. We need to defend the protections of our LGBTQ youth. We need to like protect and defend our public schools. Like, I mean, I mean, I could just go on and on and on and on. And the fact that, you know, there's there's enough people that are even looking at Oz and just being like, yeah, I think he's, uh, we should vote for this guy. It's just nuts. The guy doesn't live in the state and like he's whatever. But that's so that's a real concern. Now, you know, one of the one of the, one of the pieces of good news in some of those polls is that, you know, Shapiro, uh, Josh Shapiro seems to be still holding on to his um his significant leave against uh, Mastriano. When Shapiro looks uh, again, RCP average has got Shapiro at uh, 9.8% lead. Um, but again, um, there's Mastriano has not been running a traditional campaign. Uh, I, you know, I've seen the images of Mastriano events that are kind of really under attended. Um, but I can tell you this. Um, kind of not far from uh, not far from where I live, there was just a big what amounted to kind of a impromptu rally, right? Hundreds of people rallying out there in uh, God, I'm forgetting like the, like I want to say it's in the Harleysville area, things like this, but but you know, hundreds of people showing up, turning out and support of Mastriano signs, all this other kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, There is a, you know, these are people who just believe, right? These are people who have turned politics into a religion and religion into politics. And so they are true believers. You're not swaying them. And they're motivated, right? Especially after they're able to see Roe v. Wade fall. Now they're like, oh, we can do this. All those things that we thought were just going to be were pipe dreams. We actually can have these things. We can actually do this. And so we're going to go out and we're going to kind of we're going to get this guy elected. And again, I can see the polls as next, as as good as the next guy. But do I trust at all that, you know, that 9.8 percent lead that's, you know, that's showing up in the poll in the real clear politics poll average? Can I trust that 9.8 percent? Hell no. You know what image keeps on coming back in my mind? I mean, many of you are going to remember it. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You know, back in 2016, the race was getting tighter between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And all the kind of forecasters were out there saying, oh, Hillary Clinton's going to lead by, you know, going to win by, you know, six points, by 10 points, by seven points, whatever it might be. 
couple states it'll be a little closer, but no, she's got it. And then you saw that little dial, right? You know, kind of the New York Times dial. It's got that, you know, it had that, you know, chances of victory. And you had the that needle was all over in the Clinton camp, you know, up until late. And the polls closed. Yep, still Clinton, right? Many people went to bed because they're like, oh, the New York Times said this or, you know, real clear politics said this or the projection on the uh, uh, Washington Post page said this or the 538 projection looked like this. And then votes started coming in and votes started coming in and more counted. And then suddenly that needle started to kind of edge back. And we know the story. And then by later that night, Trump had won the election. So I'm looking at that 9.8% lead, right? And I, I'm not comfortable with it, you know? I mean, that's why we got this kind of get out the vote thing going on here. <laughs> that's all we got left to do is get there. You know, I mean, part of part of what I'm going to be doing all day tomorrow is making sure that everybody, regardless of political party, gets right, gets their right to vote. Right. And gets access to that and is is, you know, treated fairly within their polling place and so on. Other folks are kind of making sure that people get rides to the polls. Right. Making sure check in with their neighbor. Hey, did you vote? Right. Making sure you get out there. Right. Because, you know, this really is in Pennsylvania. If you get Mastriano elected governor here, we're really screwed. So there we have it. So I don't know. I don't know how you all feeling. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm tired. I got to get up early tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just like thinking about this. Uh, I was just reading this thing right before it kind of, uh, kind of went on air, uh, Lancaster County or Lancaster County stands by a decision over curing ballots ahead of the election day. And this is, uh, Lancaster County board of elections is standing by its decision to bar elections office staff from telling voters whether they have made clerical errors on their mail-in ballots. The Pennsylvania Department of State acknowledges the practice of ballot curing by which county officials work with voters to identify and fix clerical errors that would prevent a ballot from being counted is optional for counties. Some counties are notifying voter, voters of these errors, such as forgetting to date and sign the ballot envelope or to make sure that no one who attempts to vote is disenfranchised in a technicality. Right. So differences in, in uh, based on county. Um, Doug Mastriano was on with Steve Bannon today, right? Um, basically out there saying, look, Democrats are already trying to steal the election. That's already happening, right? It has been happening. We saw last week, um, yeah, I think it was Montgomeryville, um, Democrats, uh, kind of post, uh, tweeted out this and, um, and now we're seeing this happen all over the place, that there there were fly, these weird flyers that started showing up that were encouraging supporters, um, Republicans, especially conservative Republicans, to show up late in the day to vote as late as possible. Right. And it, it was kind of a little head scratching. Right. It's like, why do you want your voters to go late? Right. And especially the message, like, you know, to most like, you know, I don't, I don't know, people who are not swept up in the kind of right-wing media machine, for most of us, that is, 
when you say like, oh, no, they're trying to steal the election. So go vote late in the day. Like your first reaction is, well, wait a minute. If you want to make sure your vote is counted, why don't you go early to make sure that, you know, you're there on time and all that kind of stuff? No. What these folks are trying to do is jam the polling places at the end of the day to turn it into scenes of chaos that will help reinforce a narrative that there's something wrong with our elections and someone's trying to steal it or somebody's trying to do something wrong, right? It's about creating the image that fits the narrative. You know, I talked about this on a show a couple of weeks ago and it's, you know, when that, when that first broke and now we're seeing this is kind of, yep, turns out it is an absolute strategy. So here we go. Oh boy. Uh, oh yeah, here. This is this is worth it a little bit. So Stephen Caruso um, posted a thread today. Uh, he said a thread on election eve that I've been meaning to pigeonhole into a story, but alas, look for Pennsylvania Republicans to draw a line between voter fraud and illegal voting. Okay. He says the former is what we heard a lot about in 2020. That's the voter fraud, uh, which, uh, and, you know, which that was all false, he says. The specter of dead people voting, of invented mail-in ballots getting cast by the dead, uh, by the dead of night, um, cast in the dead of night by imaginary voters to swing results against Trump. That was that one. It's garbage, and most mainstream Republicans will even acknowledge that. But the term illegal voting may get more play or heavy use of illegal to demean how certain places such as Philadelphia run things could be common in 2022. So here was a uh, House Republican election guru, Seth Grove, on October 26th, for instance. Seth Grove said, accurate, except in Philly, they run illegal elections. Cruz also says that in a July presser, he responded to a reporter asking about the voter fraud by saying the problem is the narrative is the narrative is just fraud. Illegal voting is illegal voting. Grove defined the two, quote, illegal votes are votes that are in violation of the law. It is illegal. Committing murder is illegal, right? It's a violation of the law. And he mentioned dropping off two mail-in ballots at a drop box as an example. Right. And he goes on. It's a really good thread. I mean, check him out. Uh, Stephen Caruso, if you want to follow him, it's uh, at Stephen J underscore Caruso. That's Stephen J underscore Caruso. Um, and, you know, he's, of course, he is a reporter for uh, Spotlight PA um, and does great work over there. And, you know, tracking the narrative. I mean, it's really good to see that kind of reporting where somebody's tracking their nerve and seeing like this is kind of what we're likely to see. And this is how it's going to get set up. Um, but, you know, there's that big gap between um, the folks that are kind of tapped in at that level and what, what kind of most people are going to see. So I had a, I have to say that, you know, I had an interaction with a, with, a, you know, as a volunteer for the Board of Elections. And, uh, you know, just a guy who's uh, my guess was he's retired. I don't know if he was retired, but, you know, he was kind of of the age where, you know, he could could be retired, I would suppose. And he's just kind of like pitching in. And, uh, you know, so, you know, hope everything goes well. You know, I was saying, I you know, hope everything goes well on Election Day. And, you know, and he's and he said it. He's like, and I have no idea if this guy's a Democrat or Republican, independent or whatever it means. It's like, but he's a person who's out there just trying to do, you know, help out. And he says, the most important thing is just that everybody is just going to be able to kind of, you know, 
vote for who they want to without running into a whole bunch of problems. And that's the best we can hope for. I'm like, yep. And I've said this before. I, I just, you know, I'm lucky that in my polling place, I end up working with a bunch of folks that are just fantastic um, and are all, you know, I, I would I think it would be a stretch to say that everybody, everybody that works together is on the same like, you know, political page. I would seriously doubt it. But the fact that I don't know that for sure, that's the important thing. Right. Everybody that I work with at that polling place is just wanting to make sure that a good job gets done. Right. And like. We can only hope so. We can only hope so. I don't know. Yes, Emily says that uh, she's voting in person tomorrow, but heard that the mail-in ballot is a hard-to-find place to date the ballot. Yeah, there's been uh, there's been even some kind of tutorial videos on like TikTok and YouTube and uh, uh, even Twitter showing people like where exactly the line is um, to sign the ballot. That's uh, I just really I just really can't believe it that this is where we are. Sometimes you know what I mean? It's like looking for ways to restrict or not count somebody's vote. And yes, I know, I know this has always been like this and there's always been this. And this is one of the histories of this country. I get it. But it's like, man, how debased, how debased that that's what we, uh, that's what people spend their time on and get paid good money to do. You know, anyways, uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do what I can. I hope you're going to do what you can tomorrow. I know people have been uh, pushing themselves to the brinks of exhaustion um, to get out there for the candidates um, and doing what they can, um, whether it's writing postcards or uh, door knocking or phone calling or you know, volunteer to, you know, send people out to the polls or uh, to be at the polls um, on election day um, for particular candidates. Um, all I know is that I am I'm looking forward to I'm fingers crossed, a, you know, a decent day tomorrow. Uh, I hope that in whatever little way that you can, that you get out there and uh, encourage other folks to get out there and vote, too, as well, and tell them why it's so critical that we kind of elect John Fetterman, that we elect Josh Shapiro, that we elect um, Gwen Stoltz, that we elect Jim Miller, that we elect Mark Pinsley, kind of that's just kind of like in my immediate area. And I've been so kind of dug into like super local stuff that that's what I'm like paying attention to so much these days. Um, Ashley Ahas, uh, Ehas, I'm sorry, uh, Ashley Ehas, make sure that she's elected in the PA first. Um, that gives me hope. It gives me hope. But uh, the one thing I'll say tonight, folks, is I'm going to cut this a little bit earlier tonight because I do have to get up super, super early in the morning. Uh, I didn't just want I did not want to let another week go by. It's been a really kind of chaotic few weeks um, with the podcast. And I'm really sorry about that. It's just been between Halloween coming on a Monday and then me getting sick and then um, being out of town on a day. It's just it was a really uh I never felt like I got my rhythm over the past several weeks. Um, my, you know, and I have to say this too as well as once the election is cleared out, uh, we're going to be turning back to some um, 
some other issues that we just haven't been able to cover, given, you know, how important this election is. And we just require to, you know, we just have to pay attention to what's going on in the election. But um, I just got cued into a story uh, about what's happening out in uh, Penn West. That's uh, three of the universities, the state system of higher education universities that were consolidated. That was uh, Clarion, California, and Slip, uh, Edinburgh. Um uh, that were kind of like consolidated into one um, under all these promises about what should what's going to happen and so on all these reassurances and that you're kind of being extreme nope all right they're uh, they're they're out there kind of gutting faculty or preparing to kind of gut faculty eliminating classes eliminating access to classes despite the fact the chancellor of the state system of higher education has said that the goal is to expand offerings, you know, make it kind of op more opportunities for students. Nope, they're kind of limiting those opportunities for students as we speak, um, which is, you know, anybody who's, uh, you know, been in the state system of higher education for long enough knows that when, the, you know, they tell you these things that they're trying to help out, they're, they're ultimately just doing the same old thing under a different name and they're doing, they're pulling uh, austerity measures. And that's exactly what they're doing. Um, so, we're to get back to some of that stuff. Uh, we definitely have to start looking at um, bring back some more folks on to talk about what's going on with the climate, both locally and kind of uh, internationally. Of course, there's the uh, COP27 um, just got underway in uh, Egypt um, over the weekend, and uh, it, it, it's pretty dire. If you need like yet another reason why you should get out to vote, making sure other people get out to vote tomorrow and elect Democrats to the thing and not because Democrats are going to save us all. It's because no Republicans are going to kill us, right? Like literally the policies the Republicans are bringing are going to kind of turn half the population into second-class citizens, put anybody who's not kind of white Christian and kind of male or male aligned, uh, you know, is going to put their lives in more jeopardy and more danger. Um, you know, We've got to get these folks elected. I don't know. I don't know what else you can say, other than here we go. And then, uh, you know, and then we'll do a little bit of stuff on Friday. We're gonna, you know, do a kind of post mortem, so to speak, to see uh, where we are. Um, there may be races that are still uh, have not been called on Friday, given that in fact, there's a lot of races that are pretty close. Um, We'll do a little uh, kind of, you know, uh, at least a snapshot analysis at that point. Um, probably get somebody on in the next week or so um, to give some some of their analysis of what took place in this election and what we need to be thinking about moving forward. Um, and, you know, then let's start turning back to some of the issues of what's going on, the continued assault on labor, the continued assault on um um, kind of, you know, women's rights and kind of equal citizenship, uh, the continued rise of white supremacy, the the continued, uh, you know, assault on multiracial democracy and kind of open public education. I mean, you know, it's nonstop, folks. It's nonstop. But a lot's at stake. You know, it's Election Day Eve. What I can wish you tonight is um, all the best for tomorrow. Um, may you be safe. Um, may things go off without a hitch. If you're out there helping folks out, um, you know, all kudos goes to you. Um, I look forward to seeing some folks myself um, tomorrow at the polls. Um, I wish you all the best. And uh, I'm going to hold out the hope tonight. I'm going to hold out the hope that um, we're going to stave off the rising fascism that is infecting kind of our state and our region. So there you have it. 
for now, I'm going to walk my dog and call it an early night um, since I'll be getting up at the nice hour of 4 a.m. tomorrow morning to get ready for my day. So thank you, Emily. I uh, hope all goes well for you tomorrow too as well. And uh, for everybody out there who's put in the work, who's put in the kind of countless hours, um, the uh, you know thankless time um, and all the effort um, behind candidates to get them elected this year, thank you for all your work. Um, um, it's 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 impressive, and it's the one thing that's kept hope alive for so many of us um, kind of all over the place. But anyway, this is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. Uh, you can help support the show by heading over to rc or <laughs> patreon.com slash rc press. Um, you can help the help even more by liking the stream for this show, sharing it with your friends. Um, and but the most important thing that you do right now is just get out the vote, get out there and help in any way that you can tomorrow to make sure that um, that we win. All right, this is uh, Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. More to say. Woo, woo. That's not what I wanted. We'll have more and more to say when it comes to uh, this Friday on a little post-mortem of the election. And uh, until then, here we go, everybody. Cheers. Let me try my people.